Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the host of the podcast, Eyes Wide Open, Miss Kaya. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello. I so I got your we were <laughs> we were on a podcast together with um Quincy. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to listen to your podcast by myself. And I stumbled on the episode where you were talking about recovering from a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I don't know if she would want to talk about that on my podcast, but that would be a very interesting conversation because I know so many people deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm really thankful and honored that you chose to say yes to the platform. So I appreciate you doing this. No problem. You're actually the first person to reach out to me to ask me to actually talk about it on um, like another platform. So it's going to be nice. I'm excited about it. First of all, how were you, how were you, how are you able to be so open about it? I think the fact that um, when I was going through it, because I went through two within the course of like nine months, just about. So and it was like the same thing both times. And I was like reading all these different stories on these different forums about like what women were going through with it. And it's like how common it is for like these women. And they're like, you know, not super open some of them are behind different screen names and they're like embarrassed or ashamed and it just made me feel like you know we as women we can't we don't have all the control over everything you know that happens with us especially with regards to like pregnancies and I just really wanted to speak out about it and talk about it because I knew that if I was hurting that there were people who um had been hurting that hurt worse than I did you know um and I just wanted to share that I felt like my pain in that situation was going to benefit people to just hear that someone understood them. Um, and I got a lot of feedback from that, from a lot of people who had gone through it. And they, they did say, you know, I, I didn't realize so many people went through it. And I just wanted to be a positive light for it. I felt like it was important for me to do that as a woman. Was it difficult recording that episode? Yes. <laughs> um, the first, well, because I recorded like an update, a follow-up maybe like three weeks ago about like where I was at with it. But um, during that time frame when I did it, it was very difficult because I was only like two months post um, like a surgical procedure for everything to get done. So it was still like very fresh and very new to me. And it was very, very hard. And I remember um, I actually didn't have like my podcast studio. I sat in my car and I remember recording the episode and I restarted like so many times because I was crying and I couldn't get myself together first. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I listened to it. I was, I mean, you did a great job recording it, but I was like, man, to be so transparent and that was, and you know, that traumatic experiment, I was like, I'm, you know, you know, sometimes you ask a question that you know the answer to, but I just wanted Mm -hmm. to listen to this to, to, because I Uh Um, I was sure it was difficult to do. A hundred percent. I think it's important for people to know, like, I know that I sound all, you know, like happy and joyous for sure. And um, I try to, we, as podcasters too, like we hold ourselves together. Um, We have the ability to like stop and edit, but that situation is definitely difficult to go through. And 
you know, I didn't want people to feel ashamed of their pain or ashamed that they felt sad. Like, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel bad. It sucks. <laughs> it does suck. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm not a woman, so right? I can't really relate. But I'm actually surprised to hear that women are like, they you, did you say like they they they, they well, of course they're sad but but it almost I think I heard you say like they're shame. Mhm. Mhm. Were were you feeling that way? Yeah. Um. I think that as and this is earlier on. Um. I think my mindset a little bit has changed now, but you know society conditions a lot of women to feel like we have to do things by like specific time frames. And it's like the biological clock begins to tick and you're like a certain age and, you know, you're like, what am I going to do? And like so many things are going into your mind also at the fact that like, what if I can never have kids or what if this is like, you know, there's just a lot. And then as a female and a woman, you know, having kids is a part of us. So when we can't do that or if you can't give your partner that, you know, that's very like personally I know we can't control that, but I know I can only speak for myself. I definitely had a level of shame that I had to grow beyond um, in accepting, you know, what happened to me or what could be. And I had to do a lot of like self-growth from that, but it definitely held a place with me for a little while of like feeling that way because you, you just wonder like, well, like what am I meant to do? You know, what am I meant to do? Because so often people will say, well, you know, we are here to procreate. And that is a huge function of who we are as women. Mm. Are there things that people said to you that they probably meant well, but it hurt you more than it, it did more harm than good? Huh, let me think. Um, not really. I don't think so. Um, I think during that situation, I had just such a good support system. Um, nobody ever said anything. Um, and maybe if they did, I never took it any kind of way. Um, yeah, I don't think I experienced that particularly, but I do know that, I, you know, upon my research and talking to different women that I know that have gone through it, there's a lot of people that, um, say negative things and they say hurtful things and they sometimes people say stuff and they don't realize it like you said I didn't have it happen to me but I have read stories um you know at different people's family functions what people will say on accident and things like that so my advice to anybody if you do for sure know that somebody's gone through that just be careful and mindful that of them and who they are and what you say you know um that kind of stuff it can be difficult for people to get through and get beyond yeah you mentioned that it happened like you said it was you had two like in a very short time span did you say like five months or seven months uh so it was let me see so there was one where i was pregnant like in the end of june and I had the miscarriage like in August. The well, it was probably like the end of July and the first week of August, like in that time frame. Okay. So that was one point. And then months went on, I was fine. And then the end of December, I got pregnant again and then miscarried at the end of January or the beginning of February. 
So like very short time span, you know, within like nine months, uh, totality of everything uh, for sure. Because, because of the first one, was you, was you apprehensive about telling people you were pregnant the second time? Yeah. I mean, I, the first time I didn't really tell a ton of people anyway, um, just like my close, close family. But I mean, like, I would tell them anyway, as a person. So it wasn't that big of a deal for me. I kind of kept it to my chest, but there's a lot of people that I've read different stories on a lot of women, um, who I've just had conversations with that. That was their experience. You know, they, they told everybody and then it happened. And then the second time around, they said nothing to anybody, not a soul. Yeah. How did the, how did the man who the, um, the man who was going to be the father, how did he take it? Um, he was really, really upset. He's actually uh, a lover of children. He loves children very much. And he's a person that wants kids. He's excited to like be, you know what I mean? Like a parent at some point in his life and things like that. So he was really, really heartbroken too. Um, I think that it was something, he was younger than me. He is younger than me by a little bit. And I think it's something that hit both of us really hard. Both of us kind of grew up a lot in that situation. I'm 31 for reference. Um, and he is like three and a half years younger than me. So it was definitely like, whoa moment for him. Cause I don't think that's something most people think about when they go to like, you know, have kids or get pregnant or things like that. It's not always like the first thought in people's mind, like, Oh, that's what's going to happen. How important was it to have him um, there? Like you two supporting each other. So key. Um, so the first miscarriage that I had, I chose to just have it at home naturally. And it was absolutely awful. <laughs> it was absolutely awful. Um, I think that was like emotionally traumatizing to me. Like I was afraid to do that the second time around because of how horrible the first time doing that at home went. Um, and it's just because it's like, like miniature labor at your house with like no type of like drug or anything because you're having to like let everything come out of you naturally at home and he was such a trooper through that situation um you know anything I needed at all he was just trying and I knew he you know he had no clue what to expect I had no clue what to expect but he definitely stood up and was there for me throughout the entire process and um I mean, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that without him for sure, by no means. You mentioned your age. Um, you said you said 30 or 31. I'm, I'm sorry, I want to make sure I get it That's right. That's okay. 31. I just hit 31 on April 8th. <laughs> oh, oh, happy belated birthday. Thanks. Thank you. That, does that, I mean, I look at 31 as pretty young, but mm -hmm. um, am I correct? You, you do not have kids, correct? Right. I have no kids. So do you, do you, how do you view 31? Cause I think, cause you mentioned age and time clock. So do you mm -hmm. feel 31 is old, young in the middle? <clears throat> so I actually think that 31 is young in the grand scheme of like time and stuff. Like I still feel like a very like youthful vitality is up. Like I feel good. I think that the thing is, is that there's so much like science and, and biology and theory that talks about like high risk pregnancy for women. You know, when we read about pregnancy or just like the text or what to do with ourselves, 
there's a lot of information that's like, well, once you get past this age, you're high risk and you're more inclined for this. And then if you're a black woman, you already know you're up against the odds going to the emergency room and being in the hospital. So it's definitely like concerning if you want to have kids and you haven't had kids because most times they stay after your first kid, you're, it's almost like you can start rolling, like your body's used to it. You've been through it before, but when your body has never gone through it, it's like, um, they, they really treat it like high risk and, um, it can be dangerous and it can be scary. And I think that's where the bigger thing came for me is that I think about, you know, even my mom, she had us, all her kids were born before she was 30, you know? So just the factors, like she was raising kids and I still haven't like got my toe wet in the water. So, <laughs> um, when we think about how our bodies are formed and made and like what we have to endure, it's like almost scary because pregnancy can kill women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just giving birth can kill you. Um, especially if you're high risk or you have this going on or that going on, or your body's just not in order to do it. Um, or just the fact your body might not be able to like, but I'd, I'd definitely come to like a, a understanding with myself and a place of peace with myself. Like I'm young, I'm happy. If I'm meant to have kids, I will have kids and I will be okay. And I had to tell myself that every day for several months to, to really so, like cement that in my mind that I would be okay. Because um, I couldn't go around saying, what if I'm never, ever, ever, ever had kids or like feel bad for myself? Like I couldn't walk around doing that. I had to find a way to feel good about whatever the outcome was. Yeah. You, when we first started talking, you mentioned like women producing and having kids. And you just mentioned that you had to tell yourself that it's a possibility that you may not. Was that a tough thing to tell yourself? Yeah, it was because I love kids just personally. Like I love them so much. Anybody that knows me knows they're like my little weakness. They're so precious. But um, I think it was just kind of like a realization, like just because I didn't have kids of my own didn't mean that I couldn't help kids in general. And I had to kind of be grateful for like whatever way I'm meant to be used like that. Like if I'm meant to have children of my own, then I will. And if I'm meant to mentor or guide or teach younger children in life, then I'll end up doing that too um, in some kind of way, or I'll be an amazing aunt or whatever that looks like um, in my life. But I, I just had to realize like I'm abundant as a person with children, without children. And my path will, will happen how it's going to happen. I can't sit up here and freak myself out to just have a kid, you know, um, it was a lot of like self-growth to get out of a mindset that made me feel like tied to that idea of life, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you had the dreaded question of when are you going to have kids? all the time all the time <laughs> mm. I get asked when am I gonna have kids and when am I gonna get married and um I mean sometimes it's a tough question when people are like really insensitive about it you know but yeah. some people generally like they genuinely don't understand or know and they know that I do love kids so they're like 
were you ever planning? Like they, they like kind of tiptoe in like a weird way to ask me, but I'm like, no, or not right now. Um, Cause at the moment I do not want to try to have kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, totally you know, understand. with anybody. And, and I would prefer to absolutely be, you know, uh, with someone for a long term and whomever that almost like whatever, whoever my forever person is, that would be the, the next person I would try to have kids with because after what I'd gone through, it was like, I don't want to try to have kids again until <laughs> it's time to have kids or like yeah. I'm with someone that I could invest my time to have kids with. Do you have any fear about trying again? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The second time I had, well, I spoke about the first time being a horrible traumatic experience to go through, right? Um, they also have another option if you don't want to do it at home, but it's a surgery. So obviously it costs more money than doing it the other way. The surgery is great because it's done in like a day and it's real quick and simple and you don't really feel anything. But the after effects is I'm just tired and I was exhausted and I was very dizzy for like a couple of days after I was not myself. And it is still very traumatizing. Like it's still very awkward. Your body doesn't feel like, you know, like you, you feel weird. You just feel hollow. You feel strange. I did as a person. And I didn't really know 100% like what I, like what I was going to be doing. I was like, what in the world? I, I can't do this again. I remember telling myself, I can't do this right now. And that's when I kind of knew like next person I would have to be like we're gonna probably go talk to somebody a specialist about what is going on because I you know from as it stands my doctors have no idea why I miscarried like there's not something wrong with me that points to like infertility or like being a problem so um it could just be like a case of like that was just my path but I it my my particular miscarriage function was called a blighted ovum and it's just where your body goes through all the um symptoms of pregnancy but you don't like the whole egg never forms but you have like a sack you have everything that the baby's meant to be in but the baby doesn't all the way form it's like it evaporates at some point which causes your miscarriage but you still have all the symptoms like you know um breast growing you know body feeling weird you have morning sickness you have every single symptom except for there's nothing in your sack so when you miscarry it's like you have uh, I had to like force a miscarriage both times basically for my body to trigger it out of me because my body still grows and thinks that there's a kid there it's the craziest thing and no one knows like what that comes from stems from I'm kind of at a loss for words because you know listening to the podcast that you did I, I, I was first of all I commend you for just having the, um, the strength and courage to do it that time and then to come back and talk to me about it because it's a it's a very sensitive subject and i don't i'm not gonna say i don't i don't think enough people talk about it because it's so hard to talk about mm -hmm. so just for you sharing it on my platform i'm truly grateful absolutely um 
I'm grateful to come on to talk about it because I think that the more people talk about what their experiences are, the more opportunities we may have for people to find cures or just gain a better understanding. Um, like online, when I was reading about like what I went through with mine, there was a lot of people that said how rare what I had was. And then when I started reading forums, I'm like, this isn't rare. This is like 50 pages, a hundred pages of people with this same thing. Like, is it that rare? Like, you know, what is going on? Can we not get to the bottom of it? So I talk about it because I think that it needs to have attention called to it to some degree so that we can figure out what is going on or what, what the mishaps are, you know, and let the people know that they're not alone. They're not a freak of nature. It's not such a rare thing that you're the only person it's happening to. Like a lot of us are going through crazy things with our body and fertility that, you know, we have no idea what to do. And even our doctors don't know what's wrong. They literally are like, I don't know what this is either. <laughs> it's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be reassuring. Mm, right? Mm hmm. <sighs> Boy. Well, before we go, again, I really, really appreciate you being so transparent telling this story. I really do. I want you to tell everybody how they can follow you and how they can listen to your podcast. Oh, of course. All of you guys can follow me on um, everywhere that podcasts are available. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor. It's going to be Eyes Wide Open Podcast. My name is Kaya or Von Kaya, whatever you guys want to call me by. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram. That's at V-O-N-K-I-A-H, Von Kaya. And I'm also on Twitter. It's at Von Kaya M, V-O-N-K-I-A-H-M. As well as on Instagram for the podcast page, and it's Eyes Wide Open Pod. So check me out on all those avenues. I'm there. I do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, just follow along my little journey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I really appreciate you doing this, and I wish you all the best with your journey. I, I really do. I hope and pray that everything works out. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on your show. Um, you are joy. You have a very brilliant, beautiful mind. Um, I look forward to listening more to your show and just diving in and um, sharing more of your wisdom with everybody. I appreciate you bringing guests on here to have these conversations. So thanks for creating the space. Thank you. I really and I really appreciate the kind words. Of course. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is Conversations with Lamp as well. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.